0: What do you think, father? I mean, agent?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, Garrett doesn't think he has any children, if he had,
1: he is the world's worst dad. <laughs> in his
2: darkest nightmares, they would have looked something like this. You <laughs>
3: This
4: is Tales of Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's your waiting for me to say hello back. You know?
1: are, we, uh, are we workshopping this, Fabio? <laughs> so I, I, we I, I was
4: thinking of doing like a kind of a, a rehearsal, a fake rehearsal, cold open sort of thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is the Tales of Podcast and I'm Fabio and I'll be your handler this evening. We're going to be playing Delta Green. We are playing a, an adventure titled Visid. Uh,
2: I think I'm pronouncing that right. But if I'm not, I don't care.
3: Is that like visit?
2: Like hello, I've come to visit you. No, I don't know what it means, but it's spelled a different way. Oh, okay. Visid,
4: as in like rancid. it's related to viscous, uh, viscous, as, as oh, in viscous. deciduous. Yeah, visid. Oh, that makes sense with the S-C-I-D. story as well. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, they often do make there's sense. Some evil yeah. goop. Yes. <laughs> Those voices you can hear are the players who are joining me tonight. Let's go. We never go to Charles. That's not true. You always go
3: on my left and then I pause for ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And then I skip you. Okay. All right.
4: Uh, Let's mix it up.
2: Patsy. (gasps) Oh, hey, Fabio. Good evening. Welcome. And uh, hello to everyone out in Radio Land. This is Patsy, happy to be back.
1: Patsy, every What's time you come, your you character? fucking show us up with your radio voice.
4: Patsy is not fra- pa- we got Patsy from the 1930s. Uh, Patsy, which character are you playing tonight?
2: Well, this evening, on uh, to all the radio listeners, I will be playing Agent Garrett, who is 57 years old and not long for this world.
1: <laughs> yeah, not if Fabio has anything to say about it, I guess.
4: <laughs> um, who will we go to next? Mikey? Hello,
0: I'm playing uh, agent called (coughs) Duke Lucas Boschis. That's the one, (laughs) Duke Duke Lucas. Duke now. I am a guy, just a guy, just Just a guy, guy. just a guy trying to trying to survive in this crazy
4: world. That's fair enough. Uh, Jan.
1: Yeah, hello, this is Jan. I will be playing tonight, agent. Uh, Selena Gomez, a.k.a. Selena Gomez. <laughs> okay, let me try that again. What's Selena Goodwill. Damn, I set myself up for failure with that one, huh?
0: That's literally what I think every time you say your yeah. character's uh, Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Um, I think I actually got more influenced, I think, by uh, uh, Selena Kyle because Selena is an expert. Human behaviorist, amateur animal behaviorist, and cat lady, but not yet a cat woman.
4: Very nice. Oh my god, that's gorgeous. And no. the last player joining us on Only Murders in the Bio Lab, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm be watching that actually right now. I, I love, have I love
4: been that loving show. it until it's, until I think episode three of the most recent season. Oh, I
1: haven't seen the recent season yet. No spoilers.
4: Someone said to me, Spoilies. "I bet it is." And I was like, if it is that, I'm never watching it again. And I haven't watched the next episode, so I don't know the answer. But in my head, it is, in fact, that thing. And now I feel like I can't watch it anymore. Okay. (laughs) Also playing tonight is Charles. (laughs) Yes. uh,
3: Playing uh, Eric Peraz, also known as Agent Michaels, the world's bravest and bestest fireman, who currently has fuck all to do, and I'm not angry about it. No, I'm not, actually. I'm, I'm actually enjoying it. It's good Bravest and bestest
1: fireman, so yes. his mommy always tells him.
3: That's right, even though he's estranged from his parents somewhat a little bit think, right now.
4: I think that should change tonight. All right, let's get into it. Last time on Tales, Tales of mcel we were in Washington, and we were investigating some dastardly do's. Or daring do, not daring do's, not but daring dastardly dudes. don't. D-deeds? Deeds? Uh, Deeds. Done cheap. And, well, why don't you guys give me a, a, a I've forgotten what the word is. A synopsis. A rehash. Oppressive. A rehash.
2: All right, someone want to take point? Uh,
4: yeah. yeah, and we, where episode one ends is. Episode two ends. No, where episode one
2: ends, because now we're,
4: we're recapping episode one. Are we? Yeah. yeah. Where do we divide? Do yeah. Episode one ends just before you enter the house. Wait, I was very confused. You said the house, and I was thinking
0: we we Spooner Avenue was like a <laughs> We're year ago. The house.
3: <laughs> no, we never yeah. left. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> You're still playing the last module.
4: <laughs> okay, so what are our agents going to do next? Uh, go to the strip mall.
1: I want to see some buddies.
0: Was that even... No, That wasn't agreed on. We weren't going to go to the strip mall. What reason do we have? Let's go to the strip mall. Go on. You really <laughs> want a fire to fight. Let's go to the strip mall. The, I'll go the fire's in. gone. The
1: fire's still burning, sure.
0: We start, I'll start another fire so that, to <laughs> shut him off.
2: i <laughs> um. I mean, I feel like my uh, older, uh, more cynical Delta Green agent is rather rattled by this whole pet eating business and wants to go hunting. I want to go with him. He's fucking cool. (laughs) (laughs) So the
4: last thing we saw our agents do was go to bed, having been unsettled by the sight of uh, a number of missing pet notices up on uh, uh, lampposts. And, uh, yeah, then you headed off to bed at the end of day one of Operation Malta, October 4th. It is the morning of October 5th, and you have all awoken and meet in diner across the street, I guess, uh, to have coffee and discuss what you're going to do next.
1: Classic diner scene.
4: Let's say it's 8 a.m.?
1: Selena, at uh, the, the last game as well, has probably gone for a morning jog.
4: Oh yes. Good to keep a routine, especially when her mind is as fragile as it is.
1: She's uh, gone for a jog, she's in her Quantico uh, tracksuit, and is looking for a new, Just got this little twinkle in the back of her head of like looking out for unusual things and things that maybe remind her a bit of hypergeometry.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to say she was cruising for ass. <laughs> well, oh.
1: I mean, she's never not.
2: Pursuant to both of those, I would tell you one unusual thing she does see. is a 57-year-old man in an NWA hoodie jogging the other way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just imagine, like, they're coming at each other from a really long road and then, like, slow-mo looking at each other as they go past each other and then just keep going.
2: He gives you a little... I love th- doing hot shots. <laughs> he gives you a little <laughs> salute and a smile. Agent Garrett starts his day early.
1: And Selena has a little bit of a blush, shakes her head, goes on. <laughs>
2: What's Quantico?
4: Still got it's it.
1: The FBI training facility, isn't it?
4: Yes. yes. Mm. Agent Morgan and Agent Michaels, what do they get up but to no, early morning? Nothing. No, they get a, dr- fall out of bed uh-huh. and go straight to the meeting.
0: No, uh, he, got, he got goes up, gets pie. I wake up at seven a.m. I go buy myself a pack of smokes. I smoke them.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I buy another pack
1: <laughs> for dessert.
3: Yeah, it's a good start of the day, you know.
4: <laughs> okay, so we're in the diner. Let's, Even- let's
1: eventually in the diner. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Let's uh, let's have a conversation. <laughs> you finally managed
1: to corral us into over the diner. coffee.
4: <laughs> let's, let's all talk about one topic now, <laughs> as a group. Wait, who gets there first? It doesn't fucking matter.
1: (laughs) Were were, were we racing, Garrett?
4: I'm already there. I imagine Garrett was there first.
0: Yeah, probably. It was a bit of a weird race if you're running opposite directions.
4: (laughs) And since Garrett was there first, he would have picked up the newspaper on his way in.
2: Oh, just read the newspaper like the nice old man he is. Should I read this out loud? Yes, please do. Woman shot in Seattle restaurant attack. In a shocking turn of events, Evelyn Wells, a partner at the Dino, Belton & Wells Detective Agency, was shot in the arm yesterday, while dining at the popular Seattle restaurant, Kudoba. The incident occurred at around 1.30 p.m., leaving Wells critically injured and in a medically induced coma. Eyewitnesses recount a terrifying scene as gunfire erupted within the bustling eatery. Wells, who was enjoying lunch with colleagues, was struck in the arm by a high-powered gunshot. First responders rushed to the scene, and she was swiftly transported to the Swedish Medical Center for emergency surgery. Medical professionals at the Swedish Medical Center have confirmed that Evelyn Wells is now in a medically induced coma to aid in her recovery. Her condition remains critical, but stable. Evelyn's business partner, Ted Belton, was present at the restaurant during the attack, but had no comment on the possible identity of the shooter or the motive behind the assault. The shooter is believed to have fled the scene in a gray sedan shortly after firing the shot, leaving patrons and restaurant staff in shock and disbelief. Local law enforcement agencies have launched a full-scale investigation into the incident, and Seattle Police Department spokesperson Maria Rodriguez stated, We are actively pursuing all leads and working tirelessly to apprehend the suspect responsible for this senseless act of violence. While no concrete information regarding the shooter's identity or motive has emerged, Authorities are exploring all possibilities and are not ruling out any connection to the recent firebombing of the Dino, Belton and Wells detective agency in Mill Creek. Both incidents have sent shockwaves through the local law enforcement community and have raised concerns about the safety of those involved with the detective agency. Residents and business owners in the Seattle area are advised to remain vigilant and report any information that may assist authorities in their ongoing investigations. The Seattle Police Department is urging anyone with information about this incident to come forward and help bring the perpetrator to justice.
1: It's a little unusual that Belton was also there, but appears to be unharmed.
2: Hmm. I mean, Wells is someone we know has had uh, contact or an interest with uh, Dr. Greaves, so her relationship to the case seeming like a bit of a smoking gun, if you'll excuse the phrase.
0: Well, we want to go check out the uh, check out the Swedish medical facility and see if anyone's been checked in to go and visit our friend.
2: Yeah, why t- why take her all the way to Sweden? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Zero sense. Is is that a thing? Is that just the name of it? It's just an okay. Of cool.
1: <laughs> hmm, I'm also kind of suspicious about this Rodriguez character.
2: Who's that one? There was a lot
0: of names. That there was at least three
1: from the Seattle Police Department.
0: Thinking
2: crooked cops already.
1: I'm always thinking crooked cops
0: well uh, yeah we, I, I, th- I think we gotta we gotta go see that visitor's roster see talk to the person in charge of, in charge of looking after sl- sleeping beauty <laughs> and uh, make sure nobody's allowed to go see her
2: Yeah, we don't want anyone finishing the job. It's already two attempts because it seems like, like s- times a charm seems like someone doesn't want her to wake up and we could really use a word with her.
1: Belton refused to give any comment. I think that we should go make him give comment.
0: Well, business partners has a common uh, common motive for murder, if he stands to gain something.
2: I mean, arson on the place of business and attempted murder, I think we gotta see that as a commonality. He hardly has a motive for both. But I agree, he probably knows something that we might like to know.
1: Certainly. And uh, Rodriguez said that they are actively pursuing all leads and working tirelessly to apprehend the suspect.
2: That's So it would be
1: good to know what those leads are.
2: That is exactly what the police say every time someone puts a microphone in their face. Of course. Still, we could liaise, see if they have any leads.
1: Yes, because it would be good to know what they have in connection also with the firebombing.
4: Okay, so what are our
2: fearless agents going to do?
1: I would still like to go and see the medical examiner.
2: I still have an interest in checking out whatever ran out of that kitchen. I don't know if that's a multiple team job. We need to check out the body. We need to check out, uh, Belton. Uh, all other things being equal, I'm checking out the neighborhood. See if I can track this little bastard. Uh, see if I can follow up those, uh, missing animals see if there's a pattern. If anyone else needs me for anything else, I can put that on the back burner, but that is what Garrett's most interested in.
4: So, um, before you leave, you get a, a notification on your buzzer, on your phone. It's 2017. You get, a, you get an email, and it's got a report on some further information on Daniel Uli, First Lieutenant U.S. Air Force. It confirms that yes he died in 1992 in what was described as a training exercise uh though much of the details were redacted about that but some further searches by one of your pals at the at the uh, bureau found his military records and what was left unredacted did uh suggest that he had been seconded from the u.s air force to Something called Project Bounce. Mm-hmm. Huh. It lists a wife, Isabella Uli, born 1948, a son, Malcolm Uli, born 1992, and an address for them: home, 19099 Pulaski Street, Billings, Montana. Wait, you saying the son never met his father?
1: Wait, when was this? When did the son was born? 92? 1992.
4: The son and mother have since moved and they now live at 10441 Great Skyway in Billings, Montana. But you see from the records that they brought their phone number with them from the old address. And you do have that phone number now.
3: Ah, oh. okay. Uh, did, you, did you guys uh try and track down uh, Aaron Silverman?
0: Uh, no, I don't think we checked him out. I think we tried to get, you tried to Google him on Wikipedia. You tried and to found Wikipedia. Nothing. And you found that he was a cool he was just a dude.
4: There's a law firm, you find? His name attached. The Silverman? Aaron Silverman, yeah.
1: Yeah, he was the guy whose name was on the checks.
4: Yeah, he
2: paid for some of Greaves Greaves's uh, Greaves' equipment. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
4: If you had someone if you were searching for this overnight You find that he is listed as president of Potentia Holdings, which is a name you've seen before.
1: Yes, it rings a bell.
4: And he is also a partner in the law firm Marcus Silverman and Green in Washington, DC. Should we call the
3: family? And tell them what? Hey, we found some of your DNA. Uh, your dead husband's DNA. Why don't you tell us a bit more about it? I say, what him?
0: can you tell me about his? What can you tell me about his job history? What can you tell mm-hmm. me about what, ha- what happened? Where did he go after you? After he w- was working with the Air Force?
1: Oh, what? Maybe she knows about Project Bounce.
3: Mm. I'm all for trying, knowing full well that if the stuff was redacted, she probably didn't know about it. If it was secret enough to be redacted, she probably didn't know much. But- yeah, but
1: she might know stuff that she doesn't know she knows. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't
2: cost us house anything to try. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, that's cool, but this is this is this this mm, this is got a funky stink, <clears throat> <laughs> funky stink. He's going from the Air Force to, to Project Bounce.
4: What's this, a government, government cover-up? Okay, so it's around 9 a.m. and you're phoning Isabella Uli. Mm -hmm. No. Let's do a... Yeah?
3: Yes. Wait, it's 9 a.m. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. uh, Sorry, I I thought it was, like, east to west.
1: If he moved to Project Bounce before he died, that means Project Bounce has been running for at least since 1992 and now being carried on or was being carried on in our deceased secret basement.
4: The phone is answered on the third ring by a woman who sounds like she's, what age would she be? In 2017. Like in her 70s. Born in 1948. Yeah. An elderly woman answers the phone.
1: Hello. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> they had
3: their son quite late in life, huh? Uh,
4: I don't know. Stop throwing shade at these people. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's good. That's a kudos to them. Hello, Uli Household.
0: Uh, good morning to you. Is am I speaking to Isabel?
4: That's that's correct. Yes, Isabel speaking.
0: My name is my name is special agent. F- 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 nope, that's the one from the video game. <laughs> uh, my name is she's special old. Agent she play video games. Lucas Boshi is. Uh, I hope you forgive the intrusion, but I was wondering if you could answer a few quick questions for me about your, your late husband. My condolences, by the way.
4: Oh, uh, yeah, I, I I haven't received a phone call about Daniel in quite some time, but yes, I can maybe help.
0: Uh, I'm just sifting through some old documents that have uh, become relevant to a, to a current investigation. I read here that uh, Daniel Uli was a first lieutenant in the in the U.S. Air Force, but uh, that wasn't the only job he held before before his tragic demise. <laughs> uh, can you tell me anything about what he did after the uh, after his placement with the Air Force?
4: Yeah, I, I'm I'm sorry, I don't know where you got your information. He, he he died while he was in while he was serving in the U.S. Air Force.
0: 1982, correct? In a training exercise.
4: 1992.
0: 19. That's what I said, ma'am. <laughs> 1992. There was not. He wasn't conducting freelance on the side. Maybe uh, had a second job.
4: No, no. I mean, he was. He he, he was working full time for the, for the Air Force. He, he barely had time to get home.
0: Do you know which uh, which base he was stationed on?
4: He was stationed in several different air bases over the years. Uh, the last uh, place where he was stationed was Mount Weather. Do I know where that is? It is in Upperville. Uh,
0: ma'am, ma'am, uh, Mount Weather, and this is where the uh, the accident happened.
4: Yeah, his his last posting was to the Mount Weather base uh, in Virginia. I never um, never saw it. Basically, he his work there was. He told me it was top secret. I guess he was working on some new fighter plane or something. Who knows?
0: Top secret. Tell me, does uh, does anything come to mind if I say
4: uh, Project Bounce? She she takes a moment, and you can tell that she's like thinking. Maybe I mean, if you could see her, you could tell that. But she takes a moment. She's quiet for a moment, and she gives a. No, no, I can't recall anything that might be relevant related to that word. I'm sorry. I really wish I could help.
0: That's that's perfectly fine, Miss uh, Miss Uli. It's not a problem.
4: Has there been some kind of update? Uh, we we requested uh, that we receive his remains, but after years of trying, I just gave up.
0: Uh, ma'am, I'm afraid there's been no no update on that situation as of yet. But okay, I will. I've taken a personal interest in this case. Okay, thank uh, rest you. Rest assured, if anything does come up, I will. I'll let you know.
4: Where can I reach you?
0: Uh, I I give her my personal number. Um. Like, were, were you in contact with uh, with Daniel? Well, was you in contact with uh, Daniel at all towards the end of his career, or was it totally top secret? No, no contact
4: allowed. Oh, he he came, He got to come home probably once a week and then once every two weeks it became less frequent and sometimes he'd well he wouldn't tell me what was going on but there was some kind of operation happening and he'd be gone for days at a time other times he'd be home every night it was not consistent Did
0: he ever bring anything back from his station?
4: Oh god no no he was very by the book he would never break the rules like that
0: Of course You ever heard of a ...of a man called Tibble Greaves? Perhaps mm. a superior or a colleague of your, your husband?
4: It's not ringing a bell, no. Sorry. Silverman.
0: Oh, he's a lawyer. He wasn't always a lawyer. How about Silverman?
4: Yeah, he was a hot piece of ass that she used to call <laughs> <laughs> No, she hasn't heard of Silverman either. Okay
0: okay well listen Isabel. thank you you have been a an absolute gem to speak with i'm sorry to intrude like this i wish you uh, a wonderful pleasant day and i will be back in touch if i if anything else develops
4: yeah you can tell by the end that she's started to get a little bit emotional like uh, at the beginning she was holding off but yeah definitely once she started talking about uh having never received the remains she started to kind of break down and by the time you're getting off the phone you can hear her sob as she puts the phone down.
2: It's been 25 years, ma'am. And she's (laughs) never been
1: able to put him to rest.
2: As your Delta Green colleague, I forbid you to send any of his remains to her if we find them. We're burning (laughs) them.
4: While Bo Shears is on the phone, you get a
2: ping. You've got an email and it's a report from your friend at the CDC.
1: Hello. No, that's not how emails work.
2: <laughs> Sometimes I say hello to my phone when if there's an email.
1: Oh, hello. Just,
2: well, just well, hello. What's this? Yeah. You know, in mm-hmm. a Stephen Fry sort of mm-hmm. way.
1: Oh. oh, hello.
2: So you get a report back from your friend, and
4: the pill, the subject line is ARD fifteen, but that was that was on the um, the packet. So it, it's basically like a chemical uh, chemical composition of these pills, mm-hmm. and your bio, your what do, you have, do you have chemistry?
1: I have biology 60.
4: So, yeah, a lot of this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to you. You can recognize quite a bit of it. Um, you understand what it is, like it's a chemical composition, but you can't really follow it. And while you're not a, a chemist, you know enough about it that you would have been able to follow it, usually if this was a, a standard drug. But you can't. It, it's... It looks crazy and the note from your friend is like i cannot identify this at all this looks like nothing i've seen before Mm -hmm. uh it must be some super secret patent by who knows who do we have any of the pills left
1: do you want to take some
4: (laughs) how many did you send
1: Uh, i don't even know how many was in the packet but i probably just sent one okay
4: yeah so like the, the thing that they found was they could not figure out what the hell it was
1: all right, they mystery Ridipan, so they say, and I, I, took them away, and I, I just had this idea. I've got like the Quantico, the Quantico tracksuit on, and then underneath my cat lady cardigan that's covered in cat fur, and I like took it away and make sure Paras doesn't see where I'm taking it away.
3: What if this is the antidote to whatever, and uh, they didn't get to it in time?
1: Then uh, they'll have to come and see me.
3: No, they, we, we, we will have to come see you.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh,
2: yeah, how many pills were in there? Can you we... want
1: to try and convince me I there should was, give you a there pill? It was,
2: ten, so you've got mine 10? left. Ah. Shouldn't be necessary. Got a job for you, boy. You interested? You want to see some action? Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah, of course. Let's go. Okay, uh, where
2: are you guys headed to? I'm sending Paras out into the woods, uh, because I want him to chase after whatever's eating house pets, and then I want to go and intimidate some witnesses. <laughs> okay, um, cool. I, I figure we got a lot of ground to cover. Wait, 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 wait. If something's
3: eating house pets and uh, Eric Paraz uses his, his wealth of nature lore, um, that's gotta be what? Like the
2: size of a wolf at least? Yeah, a huge hand descends upon your, admittedly also huge shoulder. Ah. Says, listen, I need a man who knows the land. Are you that man? No, I don't know this land. I know land. <coughs> No, I see it in your eyes, you're caged up like an animal. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Listen, something's eating out there, something that shouldn't be there. You know how to track? Yes. All right, need you to make some calls. I've noted down the numbers of people who've missed pets if you want to triangulate. And I need you to see maybe where this thing's hiding, where its patterns are, whether it's going further away. Can you do that for me? Sure. Fantastic. And just like, while I've sort of got him by myself, slightly away from the others, it's like Shears looks a little twitchy. You trust that fella? With my life. He didn't shoot me
3: after I uh, took an axe to him, so. Did I, you? Did I, you? I, I actually did. He, he, he did
4: you. didn't shoot you. Don't <laughs> oh, <yeah, yeah>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> need you. So you forgot. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not
3: to kill, anyway. Yeah. So. Hmm. At least that's what he tells me.
2: All right, you're a most impressive crew. You gotta go out there. You impress me. But listen, you see anything? Mm-hmm. anything that makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand up you, mm-hmm. you don't do nothing stupid right mm-hmm
3: you try ca- I kill you, it you call me fire call, you call me
2: you call the others
3: ax to the head i got you
1: <laughs> he stood there going yes do nothing wink
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: i read you fella
4: uh where are you heading to charles
3: uh, actually that idea of triangulating with uh, all of the uh, houses is pretty good let's start with that
4: do you know how to triangulate
3: sure surely I would being a fireman that specializes in
2: uh, forest fires I give you a map that I got from the hotel reception
4: and which uh, witnesses
3: are you going to
2: tourist locations to to visit Hmm. (laughs) well one of them was the um, neighbor we didn't speak to right okay cool
4: okay so why don't you guys drive over to the house together presumably you can start your search from
2: there and you can talk to Mrs. McCready Mrs. McCready all right this is the place, Paras, you want to do the talking? Oh, no. He does not know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't. You no. listened to the
1: last episodes, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, but Garrett didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, he's out of his NWA hoodie and is now wearing suit, of course. And he walks up to the front door. Uh, is Paras coming along, looming over behind? I'll stay here. In the car?
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to start doing this work you gave me. That's a pretty good idea.
2: All right, good man. All right. You need anything? In. Just uh, holler. Likewise, watch your six. I knock on the door. After
4: quite a while, you hear shuffling on the other side and um, the sound of multiple locks being uh, unlocked and chains being taken off and like a big bar pulled back. And then the door swings open and you see no one until you look down and there's a very little old lady. Standing in front of you.
2: Uh, I reflexively bend slightly so as not to loom quite so hard, and I say, oh, Good morning, madam. Sorry to disturb you so early. My name is Dr. Kemp Whitmore with the CDC. I wondered if I could ask you a few questions. Right? Are you here about my dog? Actually, ma'am, I am. May oh, I come in? Have you found him?
4: Come in, come in, please. <laughs> I. Oh, oh my God, I look a state. I, oh, uh, hang on. And she, she, she runs and she puts like a, a cap over her curlers in her hair. And she uh, pulls her like a... house coat together.
2: And uh, w- will you have a cup of coffee? I certainly will. Thank you very much for the offer.
4: And she busies herself and points to a chair in the kitchen for you to sit on. And uh, eventually she serves you a, a coffee on a in a cup on a plate like jangling together in her very shaky hands and she puts them down in front of
2: you most of it's spilled but like she's done her best that's fine he doesn't drink coffee it's bad for his heart <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> and she sits down and starts drinking her own coffee
2: okay I ask her a bunch of like boring lead up questions like what her dog's name is and what his personality was like so that she can like get that part out of her system yeah she does <laughs> and yeah I say I'm actually doing uh Uh, keeping track of a number of animals within the uh, immediate region. It seems like there have been a number of disappearances. Um, Yours is the first one we're following up, and it'll be top priority until the end of the case. Oh my god, there's more? I'm afraid so. Do you think it's a a serial killer? It's a dangerous world out there, ma'am, but you let me worry about the answers. (laughs) Oh dear god, oh god.
4: Poor Estes. Poor Estes, oh my god. She cries for a little while, and then she gets herself together and
2: pretend to drink my coffee and wait for her to stop.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and she explains to you that uh, she hasn't seen her dog since um, the morning of October
2: 2nd. Mm-hmm. That was Monday. Okay, and I assume that is consistent. That was right after the assumed crime, right? That was when the delivery driver found the bodies.
4: Uh-huh.
2: Okay, interesting. Well, that's the closest. That's patient zero pretty much. Mm. And did she see or hear anything unusual? Like, was the dog outside the house? No, no. He, w- yes,
4: he was. He was outside the house. Usually in the mornings, I let him out to for his morning constitutional, and he he spends a little time playing in the yard and chasing squirrels across the street there. Um, but usually he's he's back in by uh, by ten. Hmm. But not that morning, and I haven't I haven't
2: seen him since. Well. With any luck, he's still out there chasing squirrels somewhere, and you'll see him again soon. Oh God, do you think so? Absolutely.
4: <coughs> okay. Well, uh, thank you for being so comforting.
2: Oh, uh, was it was it, ma'am, Was your dog chipped at all? Would be able to uh, recognize uh, him if he was found, perhaps by animal welfare.
4: Oh yes, he had a chip and he had a collar with a little bell on it. Nice, nice, excellent.
1: I would also ask about the size so we can see, like, is the size of the missing animals increasing in size or?
2: Yeah, we're we talking or like a wee little there? dog. Yeah, it
4: was a uh, King Charles spaniel. Okay. A small one.
2: Right, and the footprints leaving the kitchen seem to be consistent at that point with a small animal, though difficult to tell what they were. Okay, I think I'm going to thank Mrs. McCready for her time and move on, leave her my card. Shit, no, my card does not have my fake name on it. Leave her my number. Okay. And say, you can call me at the CDC office here. It'll be my personal phone. I'll uh, pick up right away if you remember anything or if you see anything unusual.
4: Yes, yeah, she takes that and she thanks you for helping. And uh, she wipes a tear from her old, dry cheeks
2: and closes the door behind you. I tell her she's the credit to her country. <laughs> uh, is Paras still in the car? Yeah. Where yes. is he? You, you haven't done
4: anything.
3: <laughs> nah, I've been triangulating. All right. But all of the uh, all if of you the-
4: can explain to me how you triangulated, <laughs> then I will give you a critical success triangulation.
1: He's just written three dogs' names on a piece of paper and drawn a triangle between them. No,
4: we have multiple missing
3: dogs. <laughs> I have a fifty percent navigate, which I think should count for something. <laughs> just saying just saying and if I've learned anything about uh triangulating which I haven't done in about 15 years you just get three points <laughs> you get a uh, and then you draw some lines on the paper and then voila
4: you've got a 30 survival as well
3: yeah I do have 30 survival and 40 also, search a- 40 search I know so yeah.
4: if you can get if you can give me any kind of vague description of what you do then I can perhaps work with it
3: well you know what let's not, let's not let's not even be complicated let's just get like a Google map overlay and let's just start pinning all of the places that I have reported animal missing.
2: Yeah, we can just call them, ask them what time the disappearance happened. I mean, you could do that. Great. Enjoy it. I'm just going to put pins on a map
3: and try and see if there's a direction, a path, a...
2: yeah. Okay, could I spend some part of the morning sitting in the car with you, calling people and telling you things? Yes, please. And then we'll create a map.
3: Yes. Also, here's, here's something that's interesting. Uh, um, whatever came out of that lab, right, came out uh, and then vaporized basically our two victims and now is eaten poodles and cats.
2: You're making a lot of assumptions in advance of the facts, aren't you perhaps?
3: I am. But we saw with we, we know that the first on the scene saw the body parts just kind of like suck into itself. So uh, I'm just I'm just thinking like, ah, what what could it be? What is it? What's going on? What's yeah, I was just thinking out loud.
2: Well, our job is to find out before anyone else has to find out. Indeed, right. That is what I have done.
3: I have I have placed down all of these things and I have noticed it's leading into the pattern
4: of a spiral. You have not, no. <laughs> it is, in fact, leading west. west. No, sorry, it's leading east. East. Yes. They are at... So, the first two, there's um, Mrs. MacReady's cat... And then there was Muffin, or Mrs. McCready's dog, Estes. Then there was Muffin, a grey cat belonging to Mr. and Mrs. Howe just around the corner. That went missing, they think, sometimes late on October 2nd. October 3rd, Elliot, a collie, was oh missing from 26, 26 Drive Southeast, which is a little east from your location.
1: And would you say that Clearwater Forest is? To the east of where we are now,
2: I mean, most things are right. Washington's in the top corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. most <laughs> okay, things fair are fair
1: enough.
3: But actually, actually, uh, uh, <clears throat> does can I can I kind of draw a line, more or less? Yes,
4: great. Well, back and forth, I mean, yeah, it goes from. Yeah, they kind of. Yeah, they're not a straight line, but yeah, it's essentially but it's a roughly, line. Yeah, roughly a line. And each right? each each one each day, the distance between pins becomes larger, longer.
3: Great, so with that, I can roughly get a baron, more or less. Now I'm gonna take the map of the USA, and I'm gonna draw that baron across. Uh, and now I just wanna look at that, and I wanna th- just, you know what? What, what? What's the name of Uli's uh, wife, where is she now? Isabel. Isabel, where is she living now?
2: In Montana. Montana. She's in Billings, Montana.
3: That's east. That's east. Is is that where Uli Creature is going? Or is, is it in more of an Idaho direction? Yes. Well, yeah, but I was thinking about that. But the problem is the crash happened on the 4th. Well, you,
4: cra- you have to pass through Idaho to get to Montana oh. from hmm. Washington.
3: Yeah, but also that happened on the 4th. And, and the, the whatever it was, was already heading east before they flew to genetic material and dropped it in the middle of the forest. So, I, Yeah
2: seems like it uh, doesn't quite correlate. At least that's what I think. Yeah. Interesting to know where it's going, but rather more relevant to find out where it is right now, wouldn't you say? Well, we know which way it's going. I also realized uh, to do triangulation,
3: uh, no, the only way the triangulation works is if I if I look at a map and I look at where I'm looking at and I take that baron and then I draw a line and I take another point and I take that, I draw a line to, to me, and then that's how I can find out where I am, but whatever. We know in the it's go. We also know that it's accelerating. Well, Consid-
1: considering that you know that uh, each day it's increasing by a certain amount, would you be able to tell whereabouts it is now or well, I don't like know if where it's the it's
2: next? Whether it's linear, not with any kind acceleration of accuracy, you know. or not. Yeah, I don't know if it's a linear. Yeah, it's kind of imperfect data. If it forms yeah. any pattern at all, then that's nice. Yeah, and
4: it's it's the reports of people who have lost their pets. Yeah, there's
2: probably a couple of outliers there who are about to get their pets back after you know they get hungry yeah. or whatever. Okay, Grizzly Adams, do you think with your knowledge of uh, woodland tracking, do you think it's any point going after this thing or do you think we need more information? I mean the problem is we
3: don't have a source. We could go we could go to like the most recent one and try and, and track from there uh, if it hits if it the forest, the most outer, outer, yeah, whatever's the most recent one, we could try and do tracking from there. But if it's still in an urban environment, you know there's not a lot of tracking that can be done in that sense.
2: Is it? Like, has it gotten like out of town by this point? Uh, What's the latest uh, report?
4: The latest report was uh, from yesterday, October fourth. It was a Great Dane. Oh fuck!
1: So it is getting bigger.
4: Disappeared.
3: Ah.
0: There's also no guarantee that, that like some of these could be coincidence. People lose their pets all the yeah, time. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But the fact that we can draw a line and. Uh... Also, if they're not, we're Delta Green agents and there's something that can eat an entire Great Dane walking around the place. I feel that's pretty high on our list of priorities. Yeah, you know,
3: we, we've just assumed that that's what it's doing. It's eating. But perhaps all it's doing is just kidnapping them and putting them in a van. Maybe it's. And yeah. it's just an animal collector. Maybe, maybe it's not an army.
1: Um, it could be. Or maybe it's taking over their bodies, jumping from bigger to bigger body.
4: Ah. We're all jumping around to a lot of conclusions without a lot of information. Yeah, are we hunting so or, or, are, let's we, or stay are we on target?
0: Oh. No, no, no. We need to talk to. We need to see if we can shake the Wells out of her coma. Yeah, you guys can do that. You,
1: you can do that, but because uh, I'm going to go to uh, the medical examiner. We could stay in the town, and these guys go tracking if they want to track it down.
2: Okay. Passy, what's uh, Garrett's awareness? Uh, awareness is. Damn, where is that? Alertness,
4: 50. Alertness, sorry. 70. I'm going to make you roll because seventy. you were not paying attention.
3: What do you mean I wasn't paying attention?
4: You, you, were, you were not doing what I would need you to be doing to give this to you for free.
2: Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, I assume we were arguing. <laughs> yes.
4: Uh, roll. Roll an alertness for me, please. Wow. Wow. 92. Wow. 92. wow. All right. No, you That's both get you in did. the car and you leave. Wait! Don't I get Fuck. a reroll or something?
3: No, you,
2: right. don't. <laughs> you fucking
4: do not! <laughs> wow! All okay, right. yeah, let's go. Next time you're at a crime scene, be a little bit more active. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not uh, at a crime scene. All right, where shall we go to the medical examiner next, or sure. do you want to go to? Are you ready for the medical examiner?
1: Uh, uh you say that like uh, no, no, I'm no missing no. something.
4: No, I'm just asking, are you ready to do that scene?
1: Yeah, is my notes correct here where I have M.E. Stubbs written down? Is that the medical examiner?
4: Yes, Dr. Lewis Stubbs Mm -hmm. is the medical examiner of Snohomish County.
1: Never going to remember that.
4: Snohomish. Snohomish. Always going to remember that. That's an amazing word. (laughs) Snohomish. S N O H O M I S H. He's a white male, fifty-five, and yeah, he welcomes you into his office. Who do you identify yourself as? Uh,
1: I have my pan- i have a pantsuit on now. I don't have my Quantico stuff on, um, but I—I'm not dressed like an agent. I am dressed like a, a lecturer or a professor, I guess. Um, do I use my real name? I think I do because um, she is kind of like a electra slash psychologist for the FBI and I think she's got no other reason to be there and she can always just say she's, uh, you yeah. know... But we haven't checked in with the local FBI yet, have we?
4: No, you have not, so that's your risk to make or not?
1: I think I would probably go to see the local FBI first, just so I get clearance.
4: Okay, how will you, what will you explain to the FBI that you're doing here? It's Any unlikely thoughts? that Stubbs would question your ID. If you said that you were the FBI, why would he why would he call the local FBI to check that you are who you say fair, you are? Fair. Okay. Why would he question anything about your identity?
1: I hope so. Yeah. Okay, fair. Then I have my regular pantsuit on and I have a dictaphone in my pocket, which at some point I may take out into my hand. Um, and yes, I go to see him as Selena Goodwill. Yeah, i mean, uh,
3: just waiting for Fabio to be like, gotcha! <laughs> 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 I know that's why
1: i was standing here like, maybe I'm, a, I'm a doing it right? Is it right?
4: We finally tracked you down, Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis Stubbs brings you into his office, which is about what you'd expect uh, a medical examiner of a, a small county um, would look like. There is a computer that looks like it hasn't been turned on for quite a while. Uh, There's papers all over the desk and there's photographs of autopsies which he hurriedly pushes away as he welcomes you in, offers you a coffee and sits down and you get over your small talk and lead into your investigation.
1: So I'm here on account of the the incident at the... Blah, 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 blah,
4: blah, the Greaves household.
1: The Greaves household. Yes. Yes, uh, I,
4: I was the uh, I was the responding medical examiner.
1: I believe that you have the body of uh, Griffin on site.
4: That's right. Yes, um, uh, Amanda Griffin's corpse is in uh, cold storage here.
1: I would like to examine. I would like to examine it, if that's all right. But first, would well, you?
4: Well, I, I mean, I, I'd love to examine it myself, but. Uh, I've been told to keep hands off by the CDC, by the FBI, the state police, the sheriff's office. Uh, everyone wants to wants to look at her, and uh, yeah, it's all tied up in a mess.
1: Hmm, I see. Hmm. Have you had any? Who have you had contact with at the CDC?
4: Doctor Kane. Oh, our guy. Yes, yes. It was a Doctor Kane at the CDC? Actually, I, 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 I had suggested to the sheriff's office that they contact the CDC and lock down the house once I saw, well, what I saw.
1: I see. So then um, you have, you, but you have seen the body?
4: Yes, I saw both of the bodies. I saw uh, Greaves, uh, well, what was left of Greaves by the time I got there and his partner, yeah, uh, Amanda Griffin. She was found inside and her uh, remains were, were, were brought here directly.
1: What can you tell me about the remains of Greaves? (sighs) Well… Anything unusual?
4: Oh, uh, there there was an awful lot unusual, (laughs) to be honest with you. I arrived on the scene at 6.32am. At that time, Greaves' body was lying in the front yard, I believe half on the lawn, half on the drive. Um, He was dressed in a dressing gown and pyjamas. So he, 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 while he's explaining this to you, he takes out some photographs. There's 16 photographs. Oh, excellent. And he, he explains exactly what you see in the photographs. And mm-hmm. this is it. It's a rapid decomposition because the photographs are timed. And over eight minutes, Tybalt Greaves's body goes from being largely intact, the lower jaw, and much of the esophagus had been pulled out and there was also damage to one of the hands. But over the space of eight minutes, the body seemed to collapse in upon itself. The blue tinged materials that had been seen at the uh, around the ragged edges of the wounds began to increase as if as the body collapsed upon itself, it was producing more of this material. When the body was completely uh, collapsed, and by this time the sun had totally risen, the blue material had crystallized into all a, almost a glass-like substance, and all that was left of Greaves was, uh, well, some of his clothing, and we we recovered a foot.
1: You recovered a foot?
4: That was it, yes.
1: You have the foot?
4: Yes, yes, it's in the back with the other remains.
1: Ah, oh, excellent.
4: Yes, yes, yes uh, uh, and uh, Amanda Griffin's case is quite interesting as well.
1: Yes, do tell me about Griffin.
4: So, as I said, I haven't been able to fully examine her yet, but a, a superficial examination revealed um, there was a wound on her. Hmm. Just a moment.
1: Like, didn't she have like a stab wound? Well, she had blue stuff coming out of her mouth, right?
4: Uh, yeah, she was found with a with signs of uh, trauma and with congealed blood around her mouth, which had started to crust to a blue material not unlike what we found uh, in Greaves' remains. Her body did not collapse in on, herself, on itself though, luckily, and it was taken from the uh, house interior directly to um, our morgue here.
1: Interesting.
4: And of course the morgue is on lockdown at the moment.
1: Selina is starting to put some pieces together and think she has some ideas.
4: It's mighty weird, and I really want to get to the bottom of it.
1: What what are your initial thoughts?
4: I really don't know. I mean, perhaps some kind of necrotizing bacteria consumed his body, but then why was Griffin's not also consumed? It wasn't exposed to the outdoors.
1: Yes, Griffin was found inside the house, yes?
4: yeah but the door was open um
1: the sunlight was entering into the house could it be photosensitive
4: he he goes to one of his files and he uh he checks it out and goes yeah we found we found her on the floor in the kitchen but the blinds were drawn
1: interesting
4: that's that's that is interesting Hmm. agent goodwill And he writes down your name Okay, yeah, that is very interesting. Um, I gave him my real name, fuck. If I could... God, if only we could... Maybe you can talk to some of your higher-ups and see if we can get permission to examine the body.
1: I am in agreement. I would very much like to get to the bottom of this, especially if we potentially have something photosensitive, some kind of photosensitive pathogen on the loose.
4: Yeah, well, um... All I can do is let you know if I get an update on the on the jurisdictional arguments. The uh, the Stadies have things locked down pretty tight back there. There's uh, been a guard on duty the whole time.
1: May I get copies of these photographs?
4: Absolutely, yes. And he he spends about twenty minutes wrestling with a photocopier <laughs> machine uh, to get a, uh, to get you some copies.
1: Uh, okay, uh, I think that Selena's going to go and call our friendly at the CDC. So she thanks him for his time, uh, and she says she will probably be back.
4: Okay, cool. So you called the CDC on your way out. Yes. And you're calling Kane. Kane, yes. And what do you want to ask her?
1: Uh, I want her to give me uh, an update on this uh, situation with the releasing the the body to examination, potentially to like have it moved to somewhere where we can examine it and not the medical examiner.
4: Okay, well, then I'm going to have to take five minutes to read this and find out where...
1: Sure. Well, let's go to someone else just for now, uh, so we can keep the momentum up, uh, because I've been talking a lot.
4: Okay, back over to you guys. Uh, Let me see. The last house.
2: You want to check it out?
4: Yeah, let's go
3: to the last house. Can you share with us this photosensitive theory?
1: Uh, Sure. I'm sure that we have, like, a group chat or something going.
3: Cool.
0: All right. Doesn't like the light. Maybe, perhaps. Uh, is that thought, what, oh, do we know about what time? He, he, he,
1: it was 6.32 a.m. Yeah, when like he arrived. Like, as the sun
0: was rising, pretty where much. Where can we, like, go back to that place at that time on a day
3: and see where the shadows are?
1: <laughs> 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 One day when we get time, I'm sure.
3: <laughs> Tomorrow yeah. morning. Uh, the reason why is because when we hit this next house, we might want to ask them at what, when was the last time they, they saw their animal. That in- is
2: a good point. Like... Have all of the disappearances been during the day? If we can look at all of the rough times, is there a sort of day-night kind of correlation there? So we
4: sh- shall we say you spend the rest of the day calling to all of these people and investigate? Yes. But we're also going to the last house.
2: Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think if we get a good body of information sure, about okay. that, that'd be good. So
4: I mean, it takes you most of the day to call to all of these people, and it's now about say it's five p.m. Um, and. Yeah. Well, let's make it 6. You had to wait an hour for this person to get home from work. Um and this is Paul Alisco at 124th Street and you saw a flyer for his missing dog
2: Elwood. Is that the Great Dane? Yeah.
4: Alisco's home is it's not too far from an interstate. It's beside some woodland across Across the street from it is a like there's no neighbours on either side for maybe a maybe like a half mile or something. Across a across a four lane road, uh, there is an old barn. Looks kinda of dis, disused. There's like a broken down tractor. Don't in go the, in the barn. In the yard. <laughs> Gotta go uh, into the barn. That's a that's about all. Uh, and then Alisco's house on the other side of the street. All right. You can um, see there's like, beware of dog, uh, but those kind of funny, look, those funny ones yeah. uh, up on the fence. And uh, Never mind
3: the dog, beware the owners. That yeah, gets- I guess as
4: you're sitting in your car waiting for him to get back, he pulls up in his car, he drives, pulls up into his drive, gets out. You see that he's a white male, probably mid to late 30s. Um, and he's wearing a jacket and suit and tie. He's got his jacket off as he walks into his house.
2: All right, so we've been like two large men in a small car calling people for six hours. Uh, Do we want to strangle each other at this point? No. No, do you think we're bonding? No.
3: (laughs) Do I think we're bonding? (laughs) Yes, because we've barely
2: spoken about anything intimate,
1: And that's how men bond. Exactly. (laughs) To be
2: honest, Garrett doesn't get out very much. Yes. Okay, buddy. You want to field this one and I'll do the perimeter, or do you want to do the perimeter? I'll do the perimeter. Uh, okay, you uh, you come get me if anything spooks. You me. got it. Ten four. All right. <laughs> I go do you to want the to store. stop
4: him before he gets into the house, or do you wait for him yes. to go in? Yes.
2: Uh, yeah. I think I would. Uh, yeah, I would sort of wave to him from the other side of the street where we're parked uh, and say, "Mister Alisco, uh, Mister Alisco, moment of your time, please." He kind of looks around to see who was calling and then he notices this enormous
4: <laughs> man in a dark suit walking towards him and uh, yeah he looks confused and then he steps towards you uh, looks back behind him and looks towards you again he goes, uh, yeah, yes I'm I'm Mr. Olisco
2: uh, uh, Dr. Kemp Whitmore uh, CDC do you mind if I ask you a few questions it won't take long oh uh, y- yeah sure uh, we uh, we could do it right here I, uh, understand you've posted for a missing dog recently.
4: Yes. Well, there's… Yes, yeah, well, the CDC, you said? That's
2: right. I wouldn't be here if it weren't important, sir.
4: Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my dog, Elwood. Um, I haven't seen him since, uh, uh… Well, he didn't… I guess he didn't come in, not last night, but the night before. I haven't seen him since… I would have expected to see him in the in, in the morning yesterday.
2: Does he wander far, or do you keep him near the house?
4: No, he never wanders. That's why I posted up a flyer, like, straight away. Um, he never
2: wanders. I see. And uh, when was this? Uh, when was the last time you saw him, exactly? The
4: last time I saw him was, well, when I went to sleep on. Um,
1: That'd be 3rd of October. Tuesday night.
2: October 3. Let me see. Um, pretty open country around here, right? You...
4: Yeah, it's quiet that's why I like it yeah I mean he looks around it's a little spooky at night to be honest with you
2: Uh, yeah yeah talking of uh, Spooky who does the barn belong to is it yours? oh that
4: Jesus Christ that thing freaks me out I've never gone in no but uh, I've been looking at it for the last five years since I moved in here (laughs) I fucking hate it
2: Uh, Growing up in Tennessee, I know you don't go in the creepy old barn. No, 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 no. no, I'm not insane. Tetanus is the least of it. Anyhow, listen, I'm following up a few leads. You don't need to worry about it, but um, you could take my number here and... Okay. But listen, there wasn't anything unusual around the night. It was just another night. I don't
4: remember hearing anything. Unusual, no.
2: Elwood, not a loud dog, not a barker in general.
4: He's a barker if something freaks him out. Yeah, usually. But um, I've been I've been having trouble sleeping lately. I've been so I've been taking these uh, jellies. Ah, knock me out. These purple jellies are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: and, so uh, Garrett smiles understandingly and rat- rattles his own pharmaceutical it, cabinet in his suit pocket.
4: Uh, <laughs> I see. Uh, so no, I wouldn't have heard anything but uh yeah i can't th- if i think of anything i'll definitely get in touch with you
2: why is the cdc interested in miss- my missing dog uh well, i'm not at liberty to say at this point but as i say i go where they put me jesus uh, we okay. gotta cover all the angles do i need to be worried about anything if you do i'll let you know do you mind if my partner and i take a, a quick look around the edge of the property sure go ahead uh what's michael's doing
4: Going straight for that barn.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> Just yes! Just as soon as my back is turned. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't give him the pills, so he's running straight to the barn. Woo! <laughs>
2: Maybe there's
4: an axe. Woo! <laughs> the barn is... It's in a pretty bad way. The door, from a distance it looks to be closed, but as you get... Closer. It looks like it has been pushed open, uh, and I mean your tracking skills are reasonable. The uh, the dirt underneath the door shows sign of like it have it having been opened recently, reasonably recently.
3: I I any any uh,
4: stains? Um, we'll, we'll Particularly tell me what, blood stains. Tell me what you do.
3: I. Inspect the outside. I do a quick circle around, looking for any anything. Uh, yeah, on the other of side
4: of the barn, on the west side of the barn, there is another door, which um, appears to have been knocked down. Oh
3: my! Uh, all right, yeah, let's are- let's let's start looking around. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna step in. It's still it's still quite light outside, so I think eh, it's, uh, it's getting dark. Fine, I pull out my phone and a little flashlight because I don't have all my tools with me. Uh, Yeah, and I start having a look inside.
4: There are tracks here. Great. It's hard to tell what it is. Something walked slash dragged itself through this door, quite violently through this door. It appears to have gone to a corner where it looks like it made maybe like a a nest it it, it gathered debris around Mm. and it must have spent some time there and then you see there are tracks they look a little bit bigger any fecal matter there's no fecal matter no (laughs) but the tracks look larger like i mean there's things that look almost like a hand almost like a foot but not quite these things are larger on the way out the front door than they were on the way in the back Uh, any blood? Um... On these tracks? You you follow the tracks back toward the- or out, out the front of the barn and toward the side of the road and you've got a light. I'm gonna need a roll. Yeah. Because it's dark, you're using a phone. Search? Yeah.
3: No, oh, I'm, i
2: I fell.
4: No, you lose, you lose sight of the tracks soon right, after it is. they exit the door, and that's where Agent Garrett finds him.
2: What's the report?
3: I, uh, I think we're on the right track. Was it here? It looks like it. Come, have a look at this. I, I go and show him what Produce my home. actual flashlight from the inside of my coat. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Uh, What's your
2: search? Sixty.
4: And you've got a proper flashlight. Yep. Yeah, you're able to find the tracks that um, that Michaels was examining, and you can follow them to the over near the side of the road behind, like a a, a bush, and uh, here you find signs of some kind of scuffle, and there's blood, there's a little bit of hair, and then there's a drag mark um, towards the road, and you can fo- you. In the dark, even with a torch, it's hard to make out. But it looks like some dirt has been dragged onto the onto the road. Poor old Elwood.
2: All right, is the short hair I found consistent, like with a Great Dane or other large dog? I haven't been very close to a Great Dane, but yes, they're kind of short-haired. They're right? very, yeah very they're, short,
4: they're very hair, short
2: hairs. Yeah. All right.
4: Okay, and there so, was a
2: collar with Elwood on it. Right. So order of events <laughs> is mysterious. Something goes into barn stays in there for an indeterminate period of time comes out seemingly larger meets elwood drags elwood towards the road
4: <laughs>
2: you know the interesting thing
3: is uh every single living animal uh even when they're growing will at some point He's going to talk about excrement. Absolutely. <laughs> that's pretty important in <laughs> terms of <laughs> tracking, to be honest. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's it kind is. Of a central especially, concept. Especially, especially within bounds of their nesting. There scenario. is no
4: there is no, <laughs> spore. no, that's
3: why exactly it. Now, that's
2: peculiar. I think you put your finger on it.
1: At least it's not in it.
2: Well, I can't. That's, that's the whole point. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs>
3: My point is if it's growing, it's growing it at, at a ridiculous ridiculous uh, speed. You armed, Michaels? Uh, no, I had to leave all my uh, good stuff uh, back home.
2: Uh, Garrett passes you a pocket knife. Oh, I can make wonders with this. Okay, what's next? What is next? Okay, it's dark. We have yeah. found that this thing was close, at least recently. We have lost uh, its track on the road, presumably because the road doesn't hold tracks. Well, hold on. It's, it's two days ago, isn't it? Yeah, the night of mm-hmm.
3: the third, Elwood disappeared. Third, it's now the, fourth. the fifth. Uh, we're the fifth or we're the sixth.
2: It's the f- it's
4: the night of the fifth now. The night of the fifth. All right, Our little fucker could be anywhere. She um, think it hijacked a car.
1: That's what I was just thinking. Got it it the dog, got bigger, and jumped in a car. Or
2: so here, hitched, here, hitched a ride on something on the back of a lorry. Well, for a
1: while. Here's I know.
3: the other interesting thing. Um, a Great Dane. That's that's almost adult size. Yep. It hasn't attacked any adults, at least that we've heard of. Or perhaps
2: we should start extending our search to missing people. Maybe it's smart. Maybe it knows to lay low. Maybe. I gotta say, I don't like this, Michaels. There's no point following it on foot, but it's out there somewhere. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. Let's let's look into missing people. That's uh, something you can do.
2: Sure thing. Should we head back to town?
3: Absolutely. No, let's I'll link up the others. Uh, let's get some pie. <laughs>
1: You and your pie.
3: I think we're gonna have to look into missing persons.
2: It's going up the food chain, Michaels.
3: They might have indeed. Next thing we'll know, it's eating a whole bear. We might be dealing with a giant. Come tomorrow. <laughs> Come tomorrow, we might be dealing with a giant.
2: Do this job 25 years, you won't be finding that so funny. <laughs> Get in the car, Michaels. <laughs>
3: Clearly, this is the end of the trail for the animals. Uh, That's right. It seems like it was hunting for bigger and bigger prey.
2: Yeah, we know it's big, we know it's hungry, and we know we've lost it. Uh, is there any missing people?
3: Hmm. Well, I could. uh put the word out and do a search, but... I I think it's important that we do. We take that into consideration.
2: Also question is, how many of these are we dealing with? What do you mean? Well, other samples were taken from the house, right? You mean... Surely you don't mean the plane crash. I mean, I've been in this job a little while, and I don't want to use words like paranoid, but I think it might be worth a look. God fucking damn it! We're three days late. I mean, I'd rather have it in the middle of a forest than on the edge of town, so we got that on our side.
3: You don't know what kind of wreck to the uh to the
2: ecosystem?
3: <laughs> you don't know what kind of wreck to the ecosystem this could do.
2: Sounds like you got no time to lose.
3: I god damn it. To think that I stopped and waited because of you pencil pushers!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life, kid, I get you. We gotta get going. You gonna want some support out there?
3: I mean, it's always good to hit a team. Why? You volunteering?
2: You're taking point. Who do you want? I mean, who wants to trek up into the mountains with me? I could use a vacation. It's easier than Afghanistan. Uh, I've never been. I heard I it's lovely have. this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's It sucked. Oh, man.
3: All right, well, let's go. Uh, we should probably let the others know that we're heading.
2: All right. I'll buy you yeah. a plane ticket.
3: So do you want to come or do you want to stay?
2: Hmm. I mean, do you have anyone else who could help you out?
3: Uh, I can always hit up the local branch.
2: Well, it wouldn't slow you down like an old-timer like me, I suppose.
3: I, I don't think so, but then I wouldn't have to explain to them what it is we're looking for.
2: No, I'll uh, I'll hold the fort down here. I'll watch the other two. Excellent. For you. Let me know about any missing people or whatnot. Absolutely. Any intel I get, I'll get hold of you. Yes. Uh. On that note. Uh, if like, you
4: leave now, you'll arrive first thing in the morning.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm, but I'm I'm wondering if it's even worth me driving. And I'm trying to do this real quick while looking. But I think I think it's uh, I think last time I checked, it's like a six-hour drive or something. Like it's not yeah, that.
4: Yeah, you can drive through the night. Yeah, that's fine. You're gonna to have to take some, some something to keep you going, or else you're taking a minus twenty to all skill checks.
2: Uh, I definitely have something in my bag that would sh- help with that. Some uh, trucker's uh, delight.
1: Madeline definitely has some stuff
2: too. Oh, no,
4: trucker's delight is
2: a hand job,
1: also.
4: Got <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sores but- on his face. <laughs> <laughs> trucker's I'm- friend is what I'm
3: thinking. <laughs> yeah, but I'm used to that. I'm used to like, you know, short bursts of really intense, yeah you know, like 30, 36 hours, 48 hours of like nonstop. We go, 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 go. Yep. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I, I think caffeine will do the trick. Cool. Easy as, easy as.
4: Okay. So hey, it's, driving. by the time you come to this uh, conclusion at the side of the road beside the- uh, Yeah, it was it was late
3: afternoon as well, wasn't it?
4: No, it was quite, it was- It was 6 p.m. when you started Uh, waiting for Elisco to arrive. mm -hmm. Yeah. So you'll be arriving...
3: About midnight, 1 in the morning.
4: And then you could start the trek to the crash site. Aye. And you'll arrive there by first light. Aye. That sounds like a plan.
3: And uh, I'll probably hit uh, whatever local NPS is and tell them, hey... Okay, let's see. Help me come up with a good lie, guys. Uh... Yeah, like, what am I doing here from the other side of the world, and why do I have intel on something that, like, they've probably been kept in the dark?
2: I mean, there really has been a crash. I mean, there could be, like, a toxic spill issue, jet fuel's bad for mm-hmm. groundwater, stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, but then why weren't they allowed? And why am I allowed It won't it?
4: melt steel girders,
2: though. Well, exactly. It will uh, melt trees.
1: You, I mean, you, you can. You've got, we've got. A, we've got a connection at the CDC. You can say that you've been. You were the closest person, I, and and that they uh, sent you out um, to main, help maintain the crash site.
3: I can even go one further.
4: You could say that there was biological material on it that you need to track down. That's and exactly And when you get there, you saying. realize it's been picked up by an animal.
3: Yeah, that's exactly it. Hey, the CDC contacted me because I...
4: I wonder how long I've been thinking about no, this no,
3: no, 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 That's That's exactly what I wanted to say. So I, I was, I was, but I wanted to make sure, hey, look, uh, the CDC, Like, uh, I happen to be tapped on for a CDC, you know, special thingy. And they let me know that what's happening is a bio- biological spill. Probably hit an animal. Uh, we're three days late because of pencil pushers. So who are you calling? Uh, local branch.
4: Okay. Uh, And
3: I will use my ID as Eric Paraz.
4: Eric Paraz is in his car speeding eastward. And he calls his friend. Or no, he calls the local branch. Do you know the name of the park ranger there?
3: Nope. But I've got my NPS ID so he can check me up in a second. And a glance. So I get my real name.
4: And I say... Uh, So the phone answers. And uh, a guy who sounds like he's probably about your age. Answers the phone he says, this is Ranger Henderson.
3: Ranger Henderson, this is Ranger Perez. Um, what I'm about to tell I you I wonder
4: how, how Rangers greet each other. Is there some kind of dip dip dib or something?
1: Dude.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, owl. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: ow ow uh,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm afraid yeah, I don't know. I'm afraid this is not a social call. Uh, what I'm about to tell you is a colossal fuck up of bureaucracy that I've been sadly only notified to now. Here's the facts. Through a contact that was hit up for a CDC special task investigation, they had biological material that was flying across Lolo National Forest. It crashed there. This was valuable valuable material to the government? I don't know, yes. Uh, As such, they put bureaucratic red tape around it. I've just found out. Now, this has probably contaminated our forest. We need to get out there and we need to make sure that whatever is going on does not have a greater impact. Yeah, impact to uh, our forest. Uh, I am currently racing there and I should be there by one in the morning. Uh, I do not have my equipment with me. I'm going to need equipment and I'm going to need uh, whoever you can spare to go out there and check it out. Also, like I said, there are some pencil pushers up there that want to keep this on the hush hush. This is probably not an official mission. But we got to do what we got to do.
4: Maybe hey, don't go with that. <laughs> what? He's just saying that it's not an official mission. Well, I mean. Because then you're going to have to persuade him in some way.
3: Yeah, but he knows, right? Like if I like he probably knows that there's been something that he's not allowed to go and investigate. So if I tell him this, he'll probably be like, ah, okay.
4: Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's unofficial, I would okay. say it's top secret.
3: Alright, top secret then.
4: Okay. So say that. Yeah.
2: It's top secret. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: before
2: <I do laughs> no
4: before for the edit, I need yeah, you yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, I I do like the idea of like National Park Services all kinda like Batman, be like the wilds are being threatened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh that's That's exactly what we sound like. The city is afraid of me. So on the other <laughs> well, end of the phone, you
4: hear, you hear the clacking of keys on a computer. And he's like, sir, whoa, hang on. Can you identify yourself again? Uh, I'm not just, seeing anything on the emergency wire here. What are you like telling me?
3: I give him my ID. Yeah.
4: He my NPS number. Okay. Oh, yeah I, I, yeah, I see it there. OK. All right. Uh, Ranger Paris. Yes. Um, this is crazy. Uh, OK. What is your persuade and your U-Mint?
3: Ooh, low. Let's see. Twenty-three. That's right, because I, I got to roll for my persuade and my U-Mint, A beautiful twenty. Ah, but don't I get a couple boosts just from being able to talk the talk, specifically when it comes to the NPS? Yeah, MPS? you do.
4: I'm just trying to. I'm just figuring out if I'm going to make you roll on that I think you it enough um but give me a roll on you mint you got it
3: sorry I'm stealing your dice <laughs> now, uh, if I get zero zero, is that a hundred or yeah, is that that is one hundred? God <laughs> fucking why? Why this is this is every time I play Call of Cthulhu or play uh, Delta Green, all I get is the most absurd like ninety nines, one hundred. All the fucking Well, 100's side. better than rolling ninety nine because at least it's not a critical failure yeah, in this true. system. What <laughs> one hundred is, is is not a critical fail. No, but ninety nine is ninety nine is double digits. Oh, double digits. I. I, I. Well, no, I got double dishes. I got zero and zero.
1: You want to <laughs> you argue your way into a crit fail?
3: <laughs> I want to argue my way, like, like let the dice fall where what the, the, what they may fall. I,
4: I've, I, I consulted um, many forums mm. in the last week on that very question because Aye. it came up in a game I was listening to, and I wanted to see what people in Delta Green said. Yeah, it's it's not unfortunate. Um, okay, so you think that went okay? Alright. You're not sure. Aye. Um, but he has... Ranger Henderson has assured you that he'll be there when you arrive. Aye. He'll prepare an extra set of kit for you. Aye. And um, unfortunately, he's the only one available to go out with you. That's fair. Um, but there's someone coming in to uh, take over his shift, and he'll be able to leave with you as soon as you're here.
3: What was his name again? Ranger Henderson. Henderson. I'm so bad with names, i got to write everything down twice. Oh... Ranger Henderson, I thank you very much. Uh, We are going to have to bring our A-game. We're already three days late, like I said. Okay,
4: this is super fucked up, by the way, Peraz. How how did you get uh, roped into this shit?
3: I gave some talk way back when somebody from the CDC thought it was interesting, decided to pull me in on some question or whatnot. I didn't even know what I was getting roped myself into.
2: Paras is on the lecture circuit. That's, sick. <laughs> that's,
3: that's a good lie. He did TED talks. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it was it was like you know bureaucratic. Hey, talk to like these ten people. Talk about whatever. Uh, this was uh, East Side. East. Yeah, this was East Side. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, where am I? Who am I? Yeah, this was East Side for a small, small select people. Whatever. They brought me in to to consult on the on this on this case. And I did not know what I was in. Now that I know...
4: You're an expert at chemical cleanups, perhaps?
3: Uh... Uh, uh, same as everyone else on the NPS. (laughs) We do, we do... What others can't.
4: Okay. All right, this sounds fucked up. Get here as soon as you can. I'll, uh, I'll be ready. I'm gonna call someone now to take over my shift.
3: Uh, Rachel Henderson. I'll see you soon. Thank you.
4: Paris. And so we close on the worry face of Agent Michaels as he drives eastward into the night, into the dark woods of Idaho.
1: folks if you enjoyed this please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice it'll help spread the word and help others to find us too if you have any comments questions or just want to get in touch with us you can you can find us on instagram with at tales underscore of underscore podcast we'd love to hear from you this week's tales of podcast crew is mike as lucas bush Charles as Eric Paras. Myself, Jan, as Selena Goodwill and audio producer. Special guest, Patsy, as Agent Garrett. And Fabio as our handler, as well as editor and co-producer. All music and sound effects used with permission and may have been edited or modified for use. Details and links can be found in the show notes. (laughs) See you next episode!
4: Street lights illuminate Paris' face as he drives eastward into the darkness, into the deep woods of Idaho,
2: towards his destiny.